I'm ever so grateful that God allowed me to stand behind this sacred desk and prepare a word for you week after week. I, I am ever so grateful that the Lord looked past little old me, the faults that I have, and still grant favor for me to be able to hear from him. And then he birthed a word in my heart that comes to the mind, and then we put it together, and then the Holy Spirit just got to preach it because the anointing must come with it so that it'll break your yoke. Everything the enemy has brought against you, I have declared life in you, and I know without a shadow of doubt, you in the right place this morning. I know God has a word. He has prepared a word for us. I don't know about you, but I can't do without God's word. I love God so much that I look for him to talk to me every day. I don't know about you, but that's why I got to get into my word. When I get into the word of God, he speaks to me. And I, I'm ever so grateful. Not so much as what I need to say to you. He speaks to me so that I can get me right. He speaks to me so that I can keep a clear head. He speaks to me to let me know that no weapon formed against me will prosper. He speaks to me every day. So I don't know about nobody else, but it's the Lord been speaking to you. Amen. Oh, glory. So I ain't by myself. And since I ain't by myself, there's a word from the Lord. It's coming out of 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. Very familiar story. We haven't been around this uh, particular scripture for a while. And the Lord birthed back, back in my heart. And, and normally I don't go to the Old Testament unless he's taking me somewhere in Psalm or, or some of those familiar scriptures. And, and today he happened to bring me in 2 Kings, the the fourth chapter, and we are so grateful that God is preparing this table before us. And I'm telling you, in the presence of my enemy, they come up against us every day. There's somebody that's talking about you every day. People don't like you just because you're walking in the light of God. But I'm here to tell you, the devil is a liar. He tried to bring sickness against our, our Minister Moore's brother, and then he's sitting here with him all day praying with him. And then all of a sudden, I get news this morning that he's trying to stricken Deacon car and I spoke life into it. Why? Because the devil has no authority over us. God do allow things as y'all had already said in your testimonies. Sometimes he got to bring things down in order to bring it up. And when he allow us to rest sometime when he allow us to go to the doctors or to the hospital sometimes he just trying to stop us in our track just long enough to hear a word from the Lord. Yes. Amen. Amen. Oh, Brother Tony, it's so good to see you this morning. You just cheered my heart when I said you was in the house. I was like, what? <laughs> in the house. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He's been time to come. And I'm telling you, this word, this word is so awesome. This word is so awesome. Thank you. This word is so awesome. So awesome. Okay, God bless you. Uh, the note says that Deacon Carr was taken to the hospital. He uh, went to, I think, patient first, but knowing that his pressure was up high, they ended up transporting him to the hospital. So we're going to ask that we keep him lifted in prayer while you stand. Come on, everybody, able to stand. Stand to your feet. Pray with me. Pray with me, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, in a clear mind and clear heart, Lord God. I know your capability because you've done it through me down through the years. I've seen it through different people, Lord God, and I know the miracles and the miraculous things that you're birthing. Now I see why you sent forth this word today. Now I see why you wanted us to look in the life of this woman, Lord God. Now I see why you unfold things before us this morning, Lord God. The devil is a liar, Lord God, from the pits of hell, Lord God, and we just cast out everything he throwing his way, Lord God. We speak life into the situation. When he arrived there, the doctors start checking God. They're going to find out what is wrong. What is wrong? Why did you come? 
come this way. Let all things work for the yes, good, Lord Jesus. God, because he loves you, Lord God. And we're standing on the wall with him, yes. Lord God, as we're praying and asking thy anointing upon this situation, God. Heal them, Lord God. Let all things work, Lord God, for the good, because you said of them who love you and are called according to your purpose. And I know, God, that this branch of Zion has been called according to your purpose, and you're ready for us, Lord God, to walk in the shoes, God, in which you have access to shard our feet with, Lord God. And we now got on the preparation of the gospel, ready to save those, God, that's lost. But while we are working down here, Lord God, while we are helping others, Lord God, we sometimes need help. So we are asking that while they are praying with me, increase everyone's anointing under the sound of my voice so that peace will abide. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Come on and give God some praise. Amen. amen. Oh, glory. I tell you, I was excited anyway because God is always working on our behalf. No matter how things look or what you may hear, just understand that he has already worked with us. The Bible tells us in the fourth chapter of 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 4, Old Testament story, very familiar. We pray that the Lord will do unto you what he has done unto me as he brought forth this preparation of this text. And the scripture reads in verse 1, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah, saying, Thy servant, my, my husband, is dead, and thy knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bonded. And Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what has thy in the house. And she said, Thy handmaid have not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when they are come in, thy shall shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shall pour out unto all those vessels and thy shall set aside that which is full. God Almighty. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her son who brought the vessels to her and she poured out and it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. You may be seated. Oh, there's a word for you today. There's a word for us today. God has prepared a word for our hearts today. I don't know about you, but when I come around the table of God, and after dealing with the folk during the week, and after dealing with the different things that I have to deal with in life, I oftentimes come to church because I need 
study it as though I really want God to die, uh, uh, reveal to me what he did back then so that I can relate it to you today. And oftentimes, he always takes me to a place in him in which I have never experienced before until these later years. He all of a sudden started taking me, and like in almost, I would say, you, have you ever daydreamed, if you will? And you have a daydream, you be reading something, and then all of a sudden, you're transformed into that picture or that story. Well, oftentimes, lately, God has been taking me there. Sometimes I even feel like I live back in the Old Testament. And oftentimes, I've come with you. I never share things with my wife in advance. She's the first to let you know. She don't know when I'm preaching until I get up in the pulpit. Why? Because I know what God has done, and I'm excited for her to hear it along with everybody else. Amen. But she never knew that I've been transformed to the Old Testament. And, and I know now why the Lord has allowed us to study from the Old Testament. Why? Because the prophecy, we know it was fulfilled, but we need to know what took place before the prophecy was fulfilled. As before God chose to come at the time that he came to tabernacle amongst men, we need to know the preparation in which took place in the past. And oftentimes, people don't want to read the Old Testament. They don't want to go back there because of the names they got to pronounce or because they don't believe that the story appeals to us today. But I've got news for you today. There's deliverance in this text because God told me to tell you that I need to bring forth this text today and he told me to call this text God will make a way and I know that God will make a way he's going to make a way out of no way so no matter what things appear to be in your life God is still going to make a way for you and for me somebody ought to be giving God some praise I don't know if you realize it or not but why come into the house of God if you didn't come with the expectation to hear what God said the Lord to, to keep me from going in the wrong direction but start steering me in the right direction I don't know about you but oftentimes we tell the world that the church is for the sick sin folk and the church is really for the believers to come into the house of God get equipped so that we can deal with the world in this coming week I don't know if you realize it or not but the words you hear may not be for you right now but it will be in your ministry somewhere down Line. Somebody is going to need to know that God will make a way. Come on and say amen, somebody. Do you ever feel trapped? Have you ever felt like, like, like you were at the end of your rope? Have, have, have you been in situations that you didn't even know what direction to come? There's realists in the world of people. These are folk that you're around, and they, they, they might be telling you, you know, you might as well let go. Your God ain't answering you right now. You might as well just throw in the towel, give up. But I got news for you. They want you to hang themselves, but the, 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 there's folks in the world that come along and say, no, don't throw in the towel yet. You, you need to. Hang on just a little while longer. It, it, it's, it's going to get worse, but, but you're going to be okay. But then again, of course, those optimistic people come along and they say, just tie another knot in your situation and, 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 and hold on and, and, and just stop climbing. You, you know, I, I, God say, be still. And see the salvation of the Lord. Yes. So when you're going through situations in your life, when you're going through troubles in your life, why don't you be still just for a moment? Sometimes God got to 
bring sickness. Sometimes God got to bring things, situations in your life to slow down the pace. I don't know if you realize it or not, but I feel like I'm still young. But yet I look at the young folk that's around me in this church today. They were just babies when I last seen them. Now, I should feel old, but I don't feel old. They're catching up with me. I'm being real about that. I be watching my nephew, nieces. They getting all old, and, and I don't feel like I'm getting old. So you, you catching up with me? I, I just pray that that, that you be in the order walking with a cane before I will, so I can help you along the way. Cause I don't feel old. You're only old as you think you are. You think that you're young. That's why people live a hundred years because they think they still got that spring. And they constantly cook for themselves and drive themselves and do all the things for themselves. Why? Because they're God. They trusted him in their, their days of old. And when they get to that age, God still protecting them. Yeah. Because God always yeah. got vessels planted in the earth so that we can see that the devil is not going to consume us. Come on, That's right. You see, everybody is not going to grow to see 100 years old. But when we see people that come to see a hundred and over a hundred. That's, that's almost unheard of. So you got to wonder what kept them. And oftentimes I hear them talk about it on news and I got yet to hear a few of them say it was nobody but the Lord. They always say, well, I drunk tea all my life. I walked and I just went to bed on time. And if you ask me how do I make it from yesterday to today, I know it was nobody but the Lord. He made a way out of no way for me because if it had nothing up to me, I'd still be home laying in the bed. And you be waiting on pastor to show up because pastor time, he stayed at home, didn't care nothing about you. But because God has sent me, he wouldn't allow me to slip through the assignment. He allowed me to keep my apartment because if God is for me, who can be against me? And I've got to see to it that you will come. I am your servant. Thank you. Thank I, I am your, the, the one that God sent to serve you. Sometimes you're in a very place today where it just seems like bills just don't stop. Most of the time we pay our bills and car notes and home and electric and water and all these different bills and you find out at the end you don't have much left. And when you get to that point, you really don't want to see the bank account dwindle down because there's necessities that you got to go get. And so therefore, you got to make the trip to the bank. And you start allowing that money to dwindle down and, and, and it goes down and it goes down. See, see, the setting for this text is that in the Jewish uh, community, the husband was the provider. The husband was the one that the wife stayed at home, and I believe that's where America got that from. But I don't want my wife to stay at home. She wants to stay at home. I want her to work and help pay the bill because it's so much on one person now, baby. I mean, one person can't make things meet because they always want us to pay more taxes, or they, they tell you, I give you a break on the taxes, but then they take the food and everything else up, and they take your money anyway. That's right. That's right. So it takes two to make to make ends meet and, and to God be the glory for the single people. The single parents that's raising children and the Lord made a way. That means God is making a way in their life in spite of. You know how it is. Sometimes the man don't do his part or he don't do it on time. And when he don't do it on time, that makes it hard on the woman. And the reason why I'm kind of taking up for the women today because there's so many dead, dead be dads in this world. 
And I mean deadbeat. I mean they know they had the child and they may want to see the child, but because they got a paid mom, they don't want to deal with the child. Oftentimes, the home is broken because the whole system really was set up to tear the families down. Either you're rich or you're out. That's the bottom line. That is the society today. If you don't have to be able to say that you're close to your millions, you may never see it, and you're always going to be considered to be on the bottom. There's a movie out called Purge. And people are scared of that because they tell me I believe they're going to bring this purge thing. I wanted to know what the purge thing was all about. So I go look at this movie and I found out that they're going to have a purge that people can kill people between some midnight hours and then in the morning everything got to cease it. They even got restrictions on what they do when they kill. And I'm like, how in the world does someone have the audacity to make that kind of movie? Because the mind of the world is trapped in a world that will not see the kingdom of God. It's only the few of God's righteous people who will make it in. I got news for people in the world, not you, who worship God, but not in spirit and truth. My brother and sister, that this not in spirit or truth, according to the word of God, who he declared will not come back to him void. He, he said, if it come back to me, it's got to happen. And therefore, if you're carnal, if you're running amok, if, you, if you're shortcoming, the Bible tells us it's not going to happen. Look at this woman. She said to the man of God, she went to him and poured out her heart because her husband has died. Bill collectors are trying to collect from her and that's what they do to folk today. Your loved one died you think you get this insurance money. Little bill collectors like, wait, they, they signed these papers. I want my money. So now you gotta fight them, especially certain ones, because the man, the man or woman make the promise and they want your money. The collectors don't care nothing about whether you get sick out they don't care nothing about whether you eat. They don't, they trying to do their job so that their families can eat. That's right. But the Bible clearly tells us in our text, as I, I rush on, I looked a little deeper in this text because Elijah was in it. And when I look at this awesome man of God, I couldn't do nothing but ponder in my mind about the, the things that he had to think in his mind when this woman approached him. And when God approaches us today, do you know that he's present? I have to ask this question because when God comes in our presence, there's a special anointing that's in, this, in the atmosphere. You may not think God is in your presence, but have you ever been by yourself and you just feel ever so good but didn't know why? And that is because God is in your presence. And the reason why you didn't acknowledge that he's in your presence, because lack of knowledge didn't allow you to remember that when God is in your presence, the enemy can't be there. You don't feel good just on your own. You don't feel good because the air smells good. You're in that good mood because God has cleared the atmosphere for you. And folk today do not thank God all the time. Sometimes you say, oh, this is so beautiful. The day just feels so good. This is just a wonderful day. God, thank you. 
You made this day and you included me in it. How many people praise him like that? I see a lot of world folks say, oh man, the day is beautiful. Go ahead and let's get some tickets. Let's go to Six Flags. They think of everything else, even on Sunday, but coming to the house of the Lord. I don't know about nobody else, but I cannot do without Jesus in my life. Yeah. I found out yeah. the more of yeah. Jesus I learned about. I found out the more that I put his knowledge in me, the more that I feed my spiritual man, the stronger I get. And the stronger I get, the more uh, energy that I have to be able to fight against the wild of the enemy. Yeah. My brother and sister, you and I cannot beat the devil in and of ourselves. As sure as there's a heaven, there is a hell. And if we don't be standing on the word of God, I guarantee you that the enemy got a way that he will come into the house, he will come into your mind, he will come into your spouse, he will come into your children, and he will disrupt your space in such a way that you will turn away from God before you even realize you turned away from God. The devil is powerful. I got to give him credit where it's due. But you know why I give him credit, church? Because I thank God that he exists. What? I thank God because there had not been for the devil hounding me I wouldn't pray as hard as I do. I wouldn't worship him as hard as I do. I would not praise him as hard as I do. It's all because of the enemy. How dumb can you get? You don't want nobody praising God, but yet you keep disturbing the person. If he was smart, he would just leave you alone. That's right. If he was smart, he'd just let you go on down that avenue, but instead he entice you more, and you take hold of that more, and the more you take hold of it, then one day that light bulb come on, and you come running to God, never to turn away again, all because the enemy came into your life. My Lord. That's what the enemy did to this woman. He came into her life, left her broken. And the Bible tell us that as she was broken, Everything was shattered. Her dreams was broken. Her heart was broken. The Bible says she was crying. You got to look at this word crying. She was crying like unbelievable cry. If you ever lost a loved one and you cried hard because of that loved one, these are the kind of tears she was having. Hurtful pain, not just because the creditors was coming, but she lost her husband and the creditors was trying to take her two sons and use them as slaves so that they could pay off her debt. The debt that her husband did, the Bible says the husband didn't leave her an insurance policy. The husband didn't leave her a bank account. The husband didn't need her, leave her no savings bond. The husband just left her some oil in a, a, a vessel. And I researched the vessel, and it could have been even some oil in, in a little canister that he used to anoint other preachers because the Bible says that he was a man of God. And my brothers and sisters, I, I, I just thank God so much for revealing to me the things that I need to know to see how the devil operates in my life. He comes in my life every day. Everything can be just peachy dandy and you can go to church, you can hear word, and soon as you leave the house of God, everything breaks off. Why? Because you just got a word to help somebody else. You got a word, first of all, to help yourself. You got to stop looking at, oh, this word ain't for me. This word is for me, and I thank you, God. Amen. Because somewhere down the line, I'm going to experience something in life. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, they are marriages today that's on the route. All because the enemy know how to come in and disturb Absolutely. your space. There are relationships on the rock in the family as well as in uh, man and woman. They, they, they just got this problem now because the enemy got a way to make either party to, to 
relationship with someone else, and then it gets back to the to the to your uh, significant other, and then you come to the point where, why did you do that? I thought you loved me. Didn't the Bible say there's no greater love than God? If you got the agape love, how could you say I love you, but then treat you like dirt? This husband loved his wife. He was a man of God. But the Lord called him home. Not because it was his time, but because he wanted to show us today how he would make a way in your life. Look at what happened to this woman. The creditors come. She didn't pick up the phone. She didn't contact Western Union. She didn't run next door to the neighbor. The neighbor's where she got her vessels from. But she didn't seek help from the neighbor. She didn't seek help from the paper board. She didn't seek help from her two sons. What did she do? She ran to the man of God. Somebody that has connection with God. I know this a man of God. I, I know Elijah is special in God's eyes. I, I know the things that Elijah has done. I know how he calls fire to come down. I know what Elijah is capable of. So I'm going to the man of God. She comes to the man of God. And the man of God asks her a simple question. What do you have? Didn't I just tell you my husband died? Didn't I just tell you my husband died and didn't leave me nothing? And all I have is this oil. And you're going to ask me, what do I have? God is trying to show you something today, church. He will make a way. And after today, I want you to trust him. More than you ever have before in your life. Some of you here already experienced this text. Some of you here know all about people who have been through these problems. Some of you have seen those people come out of it. And it hasn't come your way yet. But God told me to tell you, as well as he told me, that I'll make a way out of no way for you. You just gotta trust me while you're going through. You see, it's hard to trust God when things are bad all around you. It's hard to trust them when the time is passing and he hasn't shown up. You see, I've learned something with this for our brothers and sisters. I learned if God hadn't showed up knowing how bad I'm hurting, he's got a plan. And someone already said about their purpose in life. Your purpose in life is to be like Christ. In order for him to make you like Christ, he's got to send you to the potter's house. When he sent yeah. him to the potter's house, there's got to be some molding and shaping. You may not like the pain. I don't know about you, but I don't like it when he chastises me. I don't like it when trials come. I don't like it. I don't like it. But the one thing I learned, what can I learn from it? Because I know that God is allowing it to happen. So therefore, he's doing it for a purpose. He's trying to make me more like Christ. In order for me to be more like Christ, I got to act like Christ. In order for me to act like Christ, I got to get the enemy out of me.
doesn't mean that trouble is not going to come. But when the Bible did promise that it doesn't last always, yeah. did not he yeah. say we can only endure for a night? That means this trouble is not going to last always. So I'm sick in my body. If you live long enough, everybody sooner or later may get sick in their body. But it's what you going to do. Are you going to trust what the doctors at the hospital say? Or are you going to call on Dr. Jesus? He's the one that took the stripes and said, by my stripes yeah. you're healed. Yeah. And I don't need to take a Tylenol. I don't need an Advil. I don't need a power pill. All I need is Jesus. Yeah. You give me Jesus, yeah. that's enough. Yeah. I'm here to tell you today, church, yeah. that all things will work for your good. Oh, glory. God knows our problems. That's the first thing I want you to see. After we look at this woman crying, after she done went to the man of God, after we acknowledge that her husband is dead, they're ready to take away her two sons, and now the husband who was a provider and a protector, she had to go to a man of God who knew the ultimate provider and protector. And the reason why God sent you to someone that's over you, someone that they call the shepherd of the house. And the reason why, oh, I'm not trying to tell you to come to me because of that. I'm trying to tell you that sometimes God needs you to be focused. You didn't see what he was doing in your circumstance. So you need to talk to somebody. And if God sent somebody your way to, to be your servant, then why not do what she did? She went to the man of God, told him all about her circumstance. And the man of God told her to do what was in the sight of a regular human being is wrong. Didn't I tell you I'm in debt? Didn't I tell you I didn't have the resources to pay my debt? And now you're telling me to get deeper in debt. He told her to go and borrow vessels from the neighbors. And I need you to get as many as you can. Can you imagine this woman? She goes into the neighbor and starts asking for these pots. I'm positive news that got around. You already old people. I see them knocking on your door. I see I see them uh, hunting around your house trying to see what you got. They want to get paid. They want that. Yet you want to come over here asking me for my things. Now you owe me. I'm going to go ahead and give you my pots. But now you owe me. Not only do you owe the creditors, but now you owe me. Perhaps your sons can come over here and cut my grass. Perhaps your sons can come over here and paint my house. Perhaps your son can come over here and build me some tables. But you're going to now owe me. I'm just using this little like, righteous mind that God gave me to believe that them people didn't just give her the vessels without wanting something in return. They knew her situation. She could have went to them in the beginning if she trusted them to loan her the money she needs to pay the creditors. All we look at when we're in trouble is that I need to get out of this circumstance. And so God always make a way out of no way. The Bible says that God released her potential. Did you hear what I said? I go to the man of God and the man of God tells me what to do. In other words, when I go to God in prayer, in my closet, God's going to send me a word. But he don't want you to wait and sit around in your rocking chair waiting for him to move. He's going to send you to do something. If you want this blessing on this particular situation, you're going to earn it. I'm going to have you to do what you have power to do all alone. You needed to trust me before you had any doubt in your circumstance. This woman knew that this man of God 
had some connection, but the connection that she was seeking was already housed within her. My brothers and sisters, the connection that you're asking God for, I don't care what it is, I don't care what problems you're going through today, it's already housed in you. He's working through the Holy Spirit of God, making a way out for you in every area of your life. If you don't believe me, just look at her account. The Bible tells me that she had to go and collect these patterns. And therefore, she had potential already to go and get what she needed. But understand this. All she had was a little bit of oil, but she was obedient. Now, the fact that she know the man of God and know that she has now the potential that I can make this thing work, I'm going to believe. I'm going to be obedient and believe. If you've got little faith, then you're in the wrong place. If you're going to let your faith grow so that it can be strong, then you're in the right place. All you're doing is seeking God because when you're seeking God, he promised you will find him. In other words, God is right there before us always. He said he'd be with us always until the end. There's no weapon formed against you will prosper, so why not seek him at all times? My brother says this woman seek God because her faith was strong already. There's no way that you could be part of a life of a man of God or a woman in God and not know of God. If you have not accepted them, that's a different story. But I believe that how can two walk together unless they are equally yoked? I just don't believe that a mother, man, and woman, one is of God, a messenger or a prophet, and all of a sudden the, the spouses are held. I just don't believe that. I believe that if God called you or equipped you, he would make a way out of no way in your home first and then in the church and then in the street. There's something about the name of Jesus that this woman didn't have at that time. She didn't have what we have. She wasn't in the great spirit. So therefore she had to trust this man of God to tell me to go and get vessels and bring them back to my house. Not only bring them back, I need you to shut yourself up in the, in the house. Others would go to their closet and close the door in their prayer closet. But he told them, you go get these vessels and you come within your house and I want you to close all the doors. Shut everything up, just you and your sons. And then she told my son, go go and get me the, the pots. And after he brought the pottery to her, she started pouring in the oil. Remember, the oil was a little bit. But every pot she pulled in, it filled up. And I believe in my heart, this is me talking, she had to peek in here. And it still was the little bit that she stopped with. Let's see this again. Go get another. And she poured it. And it filled up. Go get another. And she did it again. And it filled up. And the Bible says that every pot filled up. Now because she know the man of God, because God had to show her potential, because her faith was strong, some of us have strong faith but don't realize the power that's forcing in you. So you have to understand the creditors can't get nothing from you that God won't allow. You got yourself in debt without the knowledge of God working in your own good God life. How many old bills that you wish you hadn't created? Then that means you put your own self in that debt, God told you to go, don't get that credit card. Those shoes look good, don't get that. That dress looks good, don't get that. You know how we are, man, you're riding a lawnmower, nope, don't get that credit card, don't get it. 
all of a sudden you're in debt. And once you're in debt, now you go look at God. Lord, I need your help. But he said, no, I'm going to let you go to the man of God. I need when you get to the man of God, you need to listen very carefully. Because it's going to cause some obedience now in your actions. It's going to cause you to listen to me in my word. Remember I told you the more words you learn, the closer you get to Jesus. The closer you get to Jesus, the more God you're going to know about. And I come to find out, my brothers and sisters, that when this woman went to the man of God, when God showed the potential that all she had to do was be obedient to God's word, she went and collected. Now she's pulling out all the oil. And the Bible clearly come and tell us that her faith had to be expanded. It had to get her to a point to understand that the vessel is still looking almost empty. But yet I can fill up all these pottery. Look at what God has done in the past, in the history of this word. Here you have people who was on a hill listening to the Messiah. And all of a sudden everybody got hungry. And I told you before, they look at this little lad with his lunch, his, his two fish sandwiches. And then they say, come here little boy. And they took that little boy and they said, look, take this and put it in there. I'm going to multiply. Even the disciples couldn't believe what he did. I'm here to tell you that wasn't the first time he did it. He did it with four thousand. And they should have believed that, Lord, you get ready to do something famous. <laughs> you get ready to put history together for us, Lord God. And then he didn't just stop right there. There's a valuable lesson to learn in this woman. Because when I look at Elijah and I look at Daniel and I look at what God has done when he saw Shadrach and Meshach in the book of Daniel, I looked at how he delivered them, putting them in a situation. He did the same thing for Elijah, then he, Elijah, and then he did the same thing for in the book of John when they walked across the, uh, in the book of Mark, I'm sorry, when they was on the sea and the water got rough. Remember the situation when they got fearful because of the storm, but yet Jesus was in the boat and all he had to do was just run and get help. But no, they say, do you care not? We, we perish. But Jesus said the same thing he's telling you right now. Why don't you be still? The storm is raging in your life. You can't fight it. Your ship is not going to sail in it. So why not let me handle this? See what God will do in your life. He will put you in a situation that you have no other choice but to respect God's provision. You have no other choice in your life but to respect the fact that God is in full control. You got to respect the fact that God is in so much in control of your life that he will make a way when it seems like there's no way in that circumstance. Now, the limits to God's provision, you can't put nothing on it. There's a story that I told in this house before, and I pray that it's been a while, because I want to share it with you again. There was two men fishing out on the lake, and they kept fishing, and they kept fishing, and they kept fishing. And every time one man catches the fish, he gets a long one in, and he takes it off the hook, and he threw it back. He gets a short one in, and he takes it off the hook, and he put it in his pail. The other man looking at him, he can't catch nothing. The other man catches the big fish always. He catches the big fish. And he takes the fish off the hook and he throws it back. And the man like, hmm? He catches another fish. It's about that long. And he throws it in his pail. He gets another fish. It's about that long. And he takes it off the hook and he throws it back. And then the other man looking at him and saying, okay, this man is sick. I can't fish him with the wrong person. And the man catches another fish. It's about like that. He takes it off the hook and he throws it in his pail. So finally, after doing this a few times, the man turned around to his friend and said, Hey, look, brother, every time you catch a big fish, you throw it back. Why are you keeping all the little fish? And you know what he told the man? He said, well, the skillet I have at home is small. 
But if the man could have just thought about it, all I got to do is stay large in my faith. I'll go buy a bigger skillet and keep the big fish. But the reason why he threw the big fish back, because he looked at what he had at home. I can't look at what I have at home. I can't look at what people show me. I only can trust God for what only God can do. You see, God can do the impossible. He can make a way out of nowhere. It's when you give up on God is when he already worked it out. I guarantee you, I don't care how many nights you cry. I don't care what problems in your life. But every time you call on the name of Jesus, the answer is already given. He don't need to take his time. But the reason why he takes his time, because that's a lesson learned for us in our spiritual realm. We got to understand why God allows us to wait sometimes. Sometimes he makes us wait because when God moves in our favor, there's a lot of things got to be impacted. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everybody in the world is not going to say Lord, Lord in your life They're not going to say God ain't going to go to somebody and say This person need a car, I need you to give them the car They're going to say no way The devil is my dad, they ain't giving them nothing But God will make a way He's got to soften the heart He's got to put the right person in position Then he sends you to the car dealer And the right person end up working with you to get you the car And the reason why they work with you They may not go to church But God already parried the person And that's when you're supposed to thank God you got to thank God because if I had done this on my own, I would have never made it through. I come to tell you, my brothers and sisters, your neighbors can't help you. Pastor can't help you. Your deacons can't help you. The ushers can't help you. The only person that can deliver you in your circumstances is nobody but Jesus. And you got to trust the source in which God has already laid down for you. God is so awesome. I tell you, he's so awesome, church. He's awesome because he's God. He don't need help from man. He don't need help from nobody. He will show his hand in the nick of time. I come to tell somebody today, you came in the day broken. You came in the day, Owen. You came in here today looking for expectation in the Lord. And if you have that expectation in your heart, you can trust God because God has a way to reach down and, and grab your hand and pull you up the ladder when you didn't feel like you was moving. And the next thing you look around, the bills are paid. You look around again, you got food on your table. You look around again, you got new clothes in your closet. Where's all this coming from? It's all about God and the way he equipped you. He got a way out of nowhere plan for your life. Somebody say thank you, Lord. You got to learn to give God praise when praise is due. Because the Spirit of God would always work in our favor. Because God got a way to plant in your life a source in which you would never understand. You look at things around you and it looks puzzling. But God got a way to bring this thing to fruition. You thought you couldn't make it tomorrow. But then you make it for tomorrow. And then you think this must be the end. But I got news for the enemy. The enemy thought that he had you a long time ago. He messed up when he let you go. He messed up when he thought he could get you again. But God told me to let you know today that if I'm for you, who can be against you? I don't care what you're going through today. Because if you walk in the will of God, what is the will of God? You got to walk like Jesus. Talk like Jesus. Act like Jesus. Be anointed like Jesus. One more thing I need to tell you. Don't lose your anointing. Why do you lose your anointing? David even said, Lord, you can take away my house. You can take my cars. You can take everything. My wife and children. But whatever you do, Lord God, don't take away my anointing. I heard Job say the same thing. I'm minding my own business. But you allowed everything to be taken from you. Stricken with boils uh, all over my body. Uh, but I got news for the enemy. Uh, 
make them curse you and die. But this righteous man remembered where he came from, how he got all his possessions. It came from God. God had a plan for this man. And God got a plan for you. Didn't I give Job back everything? But the key to it that Job accepted everything that God did in his life. He said to his wife, though he slayed me, Because your prayers is what's going to bring them through. 
Ain't that what he did with Job? His friends who caused themselves close to God told him to curse God and die. That he must be the one at fault. And God said, unless you bless them, they will not be blessed. And that's what I'm telling you today. It is we, God's people, have to always start at home. And I don't know about nobody else, but I pray for the loss of my family. But I think I need to tell them more. I think I need to tell them more. You see, the road of destruction, there's going to be a lot of folk on it. We can see mega churches. And I got something I need to say. Is it, I'm not picking on no preachers nowhere. But you know why a lot of mega churches are going to fall short? Because they're not preaching sound doctrine. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that God is going to give you a Mercedes. I'm not even going to tell you that God is going to give you a five day to go home. But what I will tell you that God will make a way. He's going to see to it that you're not home. If anybody ever been in that situation where you didn't have money coming in, but yet you had no, you had food in the cabinet? You didn't have money coming in, but yet the bill was made. Mm-hmm. Brother, it was made on time and not it was made. Yeah. Is that God that sends forth the, the deliverance? God places on people's hearts all the time to just give. God did that to me one day. Someone just came to me and said, that God just told me to give it to you. Don't think I was hurting you think Pastor got a job and he said he's not hurting? I had just paid out money now all that I had. Took even what first lady had. And when that money was laid in my hand, I was like, okay, God. I can't, I, I'll never in my life hear nobody say anything, I'll do what you do. Didn't know it's coming. But God laid it on somebody's heart. And I believe God is going to do the same thing with you. You see, the thing is that you need to trust him. Because I believe in my heart that he will put you in a situation to make it look like you're not going to win. He do that on purpose because that's the only way that you're going to look up. And you're not going to look up if he make things easy for you. You're not going to look up and trust him if you think in your heart, oh, he did the last time, he's going to come. But then the bill is passed through, now you're doubling what you owe. Lord, I thought you was going to save me. But then when it's all said and done, all of a sudden you got money. And what happened to church folk? I got enough money to pay all my back bills, but I like the shoes. I'm going to go out to dinner. I'm going to go and party. I'm going to go hang out. And then the money is gone, then you're going to say, oh, God, I, I messed up. I thought I was going to hit the lottery, so I took it all and put it on the lottery tickets. I downed when God made a way. Look at your spiritual surrounding church. And what I mean by that, you can't see it with the naked eye. Just know when I ask God for something that is so serious to my state here on earth, he hear me. He promised. He promised to hear you. He promised to answer. And he one thing he promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And if he's not gonna forsake you, then this bill is due. If I let it lapse, that's because I got something prayer. And this greater thing I'm giving it to you, I'm doing it because when I give it to you, not only will you pay your bills, but you also bless the church. And you're going to have to bless the church. You're going to bless yourself and your family. And you're going to do all the things you have to do. But you're going to realize that it was the right of God. I always told my wife, and she said the same thing. Right? If God ever bless us with a large sum of money any time, I'm going to bless the church first before I touch God. And you want to know why? Because it was God that gave it. Surely he can get his portion first. 
And I'm not telling you that you got to do what Pastor did. What I'm telling you is I'm so much in love with Jesus. I'm so much sold out for him. I'm not saying I'm perfect. But what I'm saying is the mindset is what plays tricks on you when the devil comes in. He will make you think you're not all that. He will make you slip sometimes. But my heart is made up. I'm sold out for God. The devil can't have none of this. He can touch the body. He can hurt the body. But the sooner he sent me home, the better I will be. No, we don't want to go home because we know we did there. We won't see our loved ones here. But I pray when God called me home that my family would be steadfast. I don't know when that time will be. And I don't know why God allowed me to say these words today. But the one thing I do know that I'm so out for him. And I know he's going to make a way for the church. God showed me not long ago that this church had been elevated. And it took time for him to bring forth vessels. And this is not the end. You're going to see greater coming. And it's going to come in like a flood. But I promise you, I've studied this word. He only sent workers to work in the vineyard. He don't send workers to warm the pew. So unless you got ministry in your mind, unless you're ready to serve the Lord, it's not sending no one. I don't know about you. But people are lost in this world. And they are lost because they don't realize they're lost. Do you hear what I'm saying? People in this world do not realize they're lost. They have turned on God a long time ago. I'm here to tell you, the world is food. Muhammad, Muhammad have not risen. Buddha will be fat man all his life. And I don't care what the futures or whatever the name is do, they would never deliver you. And I don't care how good you think. There's only one deliverer.
this, go with him, I know. And I know, God, that all things will work for our good. And all because you love us. So, God, I'm asking for a favor right now. Right now, God, right now. In the name of Jesus, we open the doors of this church. Open the doors for God. Because you say you stand at the door and knock on God. We open that one way, God. And they're not already part of the family. They don't already know you're the partner of their sin. God, now is our They have come, God. We thank you for this family. They have come some way to get baptized, Lord. But they already saved. They confessed that they're burdened. They said they believe. And I believe there's none like you. They believe there's none like you. So I'm asking for favor. If anyone is in this house today, while the gates are bound, while they're I'm 
Thank you.